every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. After. Field with Wiles and then Ladapo on the edge of the box just tried to chip it over the top for the, the run of Michael Smith. Well, that one cleared away only partially though. And here come Rotherham once more with a say Tutu on the edge of the Morecambe D. Plays it back to Ollie Rathbone, might think about a shot instead. Chips it towards Ladapo who gets it in. Unleashes an unstoppable volley into the top corner of Trevor Carson's net from the edge of the box. And that is an early bleed for Rotherham United. Morecambe had started so brightly as well in the first few minutes but we didn't clear our lines and it fell really nicely on the edge of the box to Freddy Ladapo and he unleashes a right-footed half volley from the edge of the area into the top right-hand corner of Trevor Carson's net in four minutes. It's Rotherham United 1, Morecambe 0. That's 10 of the season for Freddy Ladapo. Now, what have we said the other week, Dave? How many times the team's going to possibly score their goal of the season Another against worldie. us? It was a top, top-class finish. From the minute it left his boot, I think, don't think any keeper saving that. Carson's done his best, of course, but right into the top corner. Bradley snuffs out the danger there, goes up and over, looking for Cole Stockton, who's been largely feeding off scraps in the opening 14 minutes, but that one picked up in the centre of the park by Shane McLaughlin, who's turning on the afterburners down this right-hand side. That's a great ball! Oh, that's a oh, great a save from Cole Stockton. I thought the net was going to bulge there for his 22nd goal of the season. Great run down the right side by Shane McLaughlin. Chips it towards the edge of the box. First time volley from Cole Stockton, destined for the bottom corner. And that is a fine tip round the post for a corner by Josh Vickers. Barlasser whips it in, headed clear of it by Cole Stockton there. It's going to fall for Ben Wiles, 20 yards out. He's going to try and chip it towards the back post. It's he's headed oh, is oh, it's it's the crossbar. And that could have been 2 0. Jonah Ring can't quite get the better of Yekwa, who gets it out to Wes Harding and then. Good play from Rotherham in the middle of the park. Slide rule pass, Ladapo's through. Pass Trevor Carson into the back of the net to double Rotherham United lead on 29 minutes. And that is why the Millers are top of the League One table. They just carved this open straight through the middle. One pass, easy as you like. Ladapo clean through. Did lead a second invitation. Drew Carson, and that's a good, tidy left-footed finish into the far corner of Morecambe's net to make it Rotherham United 2, Morecambe nil. Yeah, just a route one pass, wasn't it, down the middle of the field? Uh, a well way to pass, it has to be said, but ultimately rolls through to the attacker who makes no mistake, I think it hits the post on its way in. And we talked about, Dave, we talked about that next goal could be great in terms of giving us more confidence. And unfortunately it's the hosts that, uh, that bag themselves a second. Well, that's a decent knock, actually, from Tamani Diagaraga into the path of Cooney. Whips in right-footed towards oh, the far post. Shane McLaughlin was gambling. Oh! Cole Stockton from three yards out. You'd fancy your mortgage on that to break the net. Angle was tight, but he's blazed it over the bar. Goal kick, massive chance for Morecambe. Cooney tries to get into the path of Stockton on the edge of the box, but that one nicked away, and Ben Wiles feeds Freddie Ladapo, and Rotherham have a 2-1-2 two -two here on the edge of the box. Ladapo searching for his hat-trick, pulls the trigger with oh, his... Oh, what a save! And not for all the world as if it was going to find the bottom corner and make it that hat-trick, but Trevor Carson at full stretch somehow tips the ball onto the post. That is an incredible piece of goalkeeping from Trevor Carson. Excellent stop. Here comes big John Abika, first touch of the ball over on this left-hand side. What a, a ball! lovely ball in, and it could be a tap in here from Stockton, that's great goalkeeping from Josh Vickers. As Stockton was lurking, eight yards out, just scooped the ball away from the big striker's toe. At the oh, is he through here? John Abika, edge of the box, oh, right to save again! That's another amazing save! Amazing save from Josh Vickers at full strength, that's three times he's done that now, so far in this game. Uh, and, and characteristic slip up at the back from Rotherham United. Big John was through, took it first time, pile driver with his right foot, and at full strength, another fine tip round the post from Josh Vickers for a corner. What do we need to do to score? I think that's exactly what John Abika's asking. He's just looking at the keeper as if to say any chance. It was a great save from Vickers, wasn't it? Let's see how good Shane McLaughlin's delivery is. Right-footed towards the near post. Oh, it's going to be a yes! It is indeed. Oh, he's the referee has pulled it up. It was Reese Bennett at the back post who smashed it home from close range. And Shane McLaughlin on his right foot into the path of 
Cole Stockton on the edge of the box. He's going to feed it sideways to Anthony O'Connor. He's going to try and chip it towards the post. And that, oh, oh, it's, it's just the another fast how many, how many worldies is Josh Vickers going to pull out tonight? That one from John Abika. He could have had two or three goals beat John on another night. Full stretch, just gets a fingertip over the bar, it goes for a corner. I just do not know what we have to do to score tonight. No, Josh Vickers is just having one of those nights as a goalkeeper. So unlucky for the Shrimps. We've done everything but find the back of the net and so much of that is down to their goalkeeper. It's going to be a long throw from Ryan Cooney. In it comes now, arrowing in towards the penalty area. That one headed away again by McDonald. Cooney can wrap his boots around that. In fact, he's going to try and maraud into the penalty area. Have a shot, Ryan. Why not? Oh, he's hit the post. Oh, he's hit the post. And that sums Morecambe up tonight. Ryan Cooney, unfavoured left foot. Thought he was going to cross it. Jinked his way into the box. And that time he did beat Josh Vickers, the Rotherham United keeper. Back off the woodwork and back into the arms of the goalkeeper. What more can we do? Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. You know we had a we had a slow start to the game. We had a you know we had a poor for the first twenty minutes that you know that let us down that killed us. But after that, I thought we were absolutely outstanding. You know the lads gave everything. You know they're uh, they're on their knees in the dressing room there. They're that tired. You know the shift they put in. And let's be honest, on another day we could have had at least four. You know. Their keepers pulled off three or four great stops. We've hit the post. We've had you know a couple of scrambles cleared off the line. So I really, I'm proud of them. I can't ask anymore. Looking at the start of the game, I mean they they looked a top side at the start. And Freddie Ladapo, fantastic goal in form, and it's just what he didn't need. No, obviously we, we knew we knew how they were going to start the game, and uh, I think you know we, we switched off for a split second. And you're playing against a side like Rotherham, who let's be honest, are top of the league for a reason. Uh, and they hurt us. It was a, you know it was a great touch, a great finish. But from our point of view, it was, it was a poor goal. Uh, we were disappointed with it, but the reaction was excellent. Uh, and like I said, you know, the second half, I thought we were absolutely outstanding. But unfortunately, certainly at this level, you can't give teams a two-goal head start. The second goal as well, fantastic pass from Dan Balassa to split that back three. Yeah, it was. But, you know, I sound like I'm repeating myself. But again, from our point of view, you know, we're not happy with it. There was things that we could have done to avoid it, but we didn't. Uh, and when you're playing against a side like Rotherham, you, you are, uh, you're going to get punished. Cole Stockton had a great chance on 54 and if that had gone in it could have been so different yeah uh, I think personally I think if any of our uh, if any of our chances sort of before the 80-85 minute mark had gone in we'd been right back in the game we felt if we got one we'd, we'd have got two but uh, like I said their goalkeeper was man the match uh, how a couple of those stayed out is beyond me but uh, that's football we pick ourselves up when we go again Saturday you made some rave substitutions I think you had a front five on when it ended and uh, I think Ryan Cooney hitting the post in the 90th minute probably summed up the way things are going at the minute. It did, yeah. It, it, it summed it up. Um, you know, it hits the post. It could go anywhere. It goes back into the goalkeeper's hands. But we felt with 15 minutes to go, you know, what have we got to lose? We're two down. We might as well go for it. And we did. You know, the lads who came on did well. You know, gave a gave a big impact to uh, to what we wanted to do. Um, but like I said, that's football. Let's talk a bit about the last 24 hours. I saw you yesterday morning. I didn't think you'd be in this position come this evening. No, I didn't. Uh, it's all moved very, very quickly. Uh, obviously, sort of yesterday afternoon, we heard that there was interest from St Mirren. And then I got a phone call from the chairman late last night saying that the uh, the deal was done and would I would I be caretaker manager, which obviously, you know, you know me, Quinny was always going to be a yes. I'd be waiting for this football club. Uh, and, you know, the lads in there have been absolutely brilliant. It's been... It's been difficult for everyone, you know, for something to happen so quickly like that. But you could see by their reaction today, you know, they were absolutely superb. How did you approach the game? Was that the team that you prepared for the game yesterday morning with? Yeah, we'd done uh, we'd we'd done all the prep. Uh, we you know we'd watched extensive DVDs, videos, or rather, you know, in, and that was the team we felt uh, you know we needed to combat. It. You know, Oz came in for his debut, and I thought he was absolutely fantastic in midfield, breaking things up. Um, and then, like you said, you know the substitutions. We thought with 15 minutes to go, we might as well go for it. We brought Courtney on, John on, went three four three, and uh, on another day, we could have had a couple of goals going you know, late on. And what now? Ipswich, of course, at home on Saturday. Uh, what do you think the next 24 hours might bring? Your guess is as good as mine. I've no idea. Um, obviously, if asked to, ch- to take charge, not a problem. Of course, I'll do it. But we'll wait to see what the powers that be decide. I think you mentioned it there, but uh, you must be proud of the way the players battled for you today. 
absolutely but that's been typical of them uh, you know all season and certainly in the last few months our performance levels have been excellent you know we've come here against top of the league like I said top of the league for a reason we've gone toe to toe with them and another day could have easily come away with at least a point and possibly three well Anthony it's been a tough week for you for all the players a 2-0 defeat against Rotherham tonight but uh, you certainly left nothing on the pitch did you? No it was a it was a great effort um, again two moments in the match has, has you know killed us a little bit but there was nothing in the game up until then it was just they took they took their chances when it come and the lad swivels and hits smashes one in the top corner which is a great finish but I think it's preventable again and then the second one he bobbles it into the ground and it goes into the bottom corner you nearly you nearly probably think that if he hits it cleanly Trevor will save it but he bobbles it into the ground and it's trickled into the net and then on the other hand all the chances we had and their keeper has had the game of his life probably the best game he's played this season I reckon because he's pulled off about four or five worldies um, you know Cooney hits the post it just sums up the luck at the minute uh, John Abika has a Again, on the opposite hand, John, John Abika hits it as clean as possible and, and, and the keeper saves it. Um, so it's, it's one of them that was about three or four chances in the first half for us and again, second half. And it's the same old story. Teams are coming at the end of the game saying, you're one of the best teams we've played this season. And, you know, we, we're not took nothing from the game, but it's coming. It's coming, I've no doubt about it. I've just said in the dressing room to the lads, maybe we just need to... Look, that's top of the league, by the way. It's not going to come much harder than Rotherham away. Um, and I think personally they're up as of now. I think they're going up. You know, I, I don't see anyone stopping them. So if that's the hardest game that you're going to come up against, listen, we're, we're not a bad side. We've just got to believe in it in the first, especially the first 20, 20 minutes and go after teams because it's coming. You know, we're, the goals are going to be coming soon and hopefully it'll come sooner rather than later because we've got to put points on the board. Barry Roach in charge tonight said you went toe-to-toe with the top of the league side as you just said there and there. <clears throat> And you do feel like it's got to come sooner or later, hasn't it? Because we've been saying this for some weeks now that you're not getting the points that your performances deserve. No, definitely not. And uh, listen, it can be a cliche at times saying, oh, we're not getting the points we deserve. But it generally, if you watch the games and you had the games watching them, honestly, how, uh, how we've not have an extra 10 to 12 points this season, I generally don't know. Um, the Bolton game, the Gillingham game, games before that... Seriously, it's it's got to fall. It's just got to fall for us. It's just a bit of luck. As soon as that first one goes in and soon we get that win, I just feel like there's a run coming. But it's easy for me to stand here and say that. it's We've got to do it on the pitch. Uh, I thought the lads conduct, conducted themselves brilliantly. We showed uh, Baz the respect he deserves. You know, it's not easy, you know, especially because he's a goalkeeping coach, but he's been around the game long enough. You know, he's been at this. He's, you know, he's more come thick and thin. Um, so, you know, the lads gave him everything and, and left everything on the pitch. But, um yeah, like I said, we conducted themselves brilliantly and Baz, you know, fair play to him, stepped up, him and Wayne, brilliant, um, just got to go again. How has it been for you and for the players with the manager leaving? It's just so quickly, I, mean, I saw you all yesterday morning and 24 hours later, the manager's gone, it must be really, really hard for you. Yeah, well, it's, listen, it's football, it's nothing should surprise you in football. Um, and you know, the gaffer came to the club um, and you know and he tried to drive the club forward from the first day he came in here listen I've not got bad words to say about him and Dermot honestly they tried to drive the standards day in day out and you know this season's probably the best football Morecambe have seen you know in, in years because we're playing some really good stuff you know and I'm not just saying that because you know he was he was the gaffer and you know but you know you got to give credit where it's due you know he really did work his socks, socks off on his hair but he's not here anymore he's moved on uh, we've got a job to do now in the season for Morecambe Football Club and I, I can assure Everyone, fans, and you know everyone at the club. That myself and the players and and, one, and all the staff. And if a new manager comes in, we'll all be striving to, you know, win games and, and hopefully we'll we'll survive come the end of the season. Ipswich on Saturday. You know, you may have a new manager. You may not. Barry may still be in charge. Does, is that going to affect you, or is it just another game and you get on with things? No, it's just going to be business as usual, whether there's a new manager or not. Listen, yes. It shouldn't take a new manager or a manager to drive you on a football pitch. It should come from within and it should come from yourself. You should want to drive yourself to play well and you should want to drive yourself to be the best you can be. It shouldn't take a manager to give you a motivational talk or whatever it may be. Um, you know, you should you should be able to drive yourself. And I said that to the lads in the huddle today. I said, listen, you don't need a manager on the sideline to drive yourself. It should come from come from yourself. And I think you've seen that on the pitch today. Maybe not for 15, 20 minutes, probably a little, probably again, gave him too much, a bit, bit respect. But again, there was nothing in the game up until then. Second half. The lads left it all out there and I've not got any criticism from just need to tighten up a little bit and take our chances.
It's the Shrimps Verdict Podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Hello from Dave Salmon. Thank you so much as ever for your downloads and for your ears. We really, really appreciate it. Now, it has been a bit of a couple of days, hasn't it, to say the least, if you are a Morecambe fan. But one thing that I can say about the game last night that you simply cannot deny is that the lads on the field gave it absolutely everything they had. Barry Roach really got them playing with fire in their bellies. We left everything on the field. Couldn't have done any more, really, against the the top-of-the-table Rotherham side. And to be perfectly honest with you, given everything that had happened over the last day or two, it would have been easy for us to roll over and just accept a defeat against top-of-the-table Rotherham. But... The complete opposite was true, wasn't it? And you couldn't have blamed the players if they had have been demoralised given everything that has happened. But we were really up for it. The second half in particular, absolutely terrific. Our forward play, our chances. On another day, we could have scored three or four goals. Their goalkeeper had the game of his life. How many times have we said that this season? We had another world he scored against us as well. At some point, our luck must surely be changing. It must do. It absolutely has to. 13 cup finals to go now. But if we play like that, I know we keep saying it and we have to start backing it up with results soon. But if we keep playing like that between now and the end of the season, we're going to be just fine, aren't we? I am super, super proud of the lads uh, last night. Every single one of them, to a man, really gave everything for the cause. Attention now, of course, turns to another big game at the weekend. Ipswich are the visitors to the Mizuma Stadium. A bit later on on the Shrimps Verdict podcast, we are going to hear from Martin, who's the presenter of Talking Town, a Tractor Boys Ipswich fans podcast to get the full lowdown on Kieran McKenna's men ahead of their trip up to Lancashire on Saturday. And I have also been talking to several Morecambe fans uh, to get their reaction uh, to the news of Stephen Robinson's departure. Thank you so much indeed uh, to Rob Elliott, James Mayne and Michael Hope who uh, sat down uh, on Zoom and chatted to me yesterday to give their initial reaction to uh, Stephen Robinson's departure. Come to you first, Rob. Uh, Your initial reaction to today's news that Stephen Robinson has left the club? I mean, I think most people shocked um, for Fabrizio Romano to break the news out of all people. Um, yeah, and I think from there it just kicked off really, didn't it? And who knows when it began. Um, it's just a bit of a weird one, really, really. There was certainly no whispers over the weekend that, that, that I heard Obviously, we had the postponement against Shrewsbury. Everything appeared normal. Obviously, I have a bit of an inside track with the media team and the club. I think the first they knew about it was when things started to happen on Tuesday. I think we knew something was amiss, didn't we, when Stephen didn't do the pre-match press call. And you just got the impression when Dermot was doing it that, that, that something was afoot. And then obviously the news breaks in, in the coming hours after that. James, what is your reaction to it? It's just totally out of the blue, like like Rob says. Um, and really, um, regardless of what St Mirren have offered, he's got a th- he, he signed a three year contract only last year. Um, and to be honest, he's not even it wasn't even a year into the contract. Um, and he's you know he's not gone anywhere near honouring that three year contract. And um, it's a really sort of crucial time for this club at the moment. We've got a really tough run of games coming up. We've got Rotherham tonight. We've got Ipswich on Saturday. We've got Plymouth soon as well. All teams that have done very well this season and are going to be hard to beat. Um, and we need leadership. And to leave us in the lurch like this, when we're right in the middle of a relegation battle, is not what we need at all. But equally... If his, if his uh, heart and soul and mind and whatever is not in it, and if he does not believe he's the right person to, to keep Morecambe up, then, you know, yeah, go. Opie, is that what you feel? Uh, perhaps he didn't have the belief in the squad that, um, that perhaps he, he led us to believe? Yeah, potentially. But I've got two major words. One, let down, and second is missed. 
nothing has really seemed to be amiss with him. He just he seemed to everything seemed to be going fine for him. And he's never once made it clear that he was unhappy. It's just like it's just come out of nowhere. It's like St. Mirren's just coming with an offer and he's thought, you know what? It's one of his old clubs, isn't it? He's probably thought, old club, let's go there. It's just it's just sort of come out of nowhere. It's like someone it's like someone coming into work and saying, just out of nowhere, I wanna I wanna leave, I wanna transfer, I wanna leave, don't like it here. And someone's just and nothing's happened. It's just like it's just come out of nowhere. I can't see where this has all come from, really. Especially disappointing, Rob, given the fact that he's signed twenty-five players in the six months that he's been at the Mazuma Stadium. We'd all bought into his long-term vision, hadn't we? As fans, as media, yeah. the board, we'd all bought into that, and, and so he leaves a totally unfinished project, if you like. It's weird because if he's not happy with what he's got, he's just had a transfer window. So why, why didn't he sort it then? I know we've got players in contract who we may have thought wasn't pulling the weight. He could have sorted it. But in fact, he hasn't. If he doesn't believe in the squad, which I'm I'm not sure if that is a reason why. I don't see why it is because we're not doing that bad. I, I can't see why he hasn't, one, sorted it himself or two, just run away and leave it to everyone else to pick up the pieces. Rob, we'll come back to you. Uh, how do you feel about him leaving? What was Stephen Robinson the man who was going to keep us in League One? Um, we'll never know now. Um, you said there about 25 odd players that he's brought in, but it's also the players that have left, the staff that have left, the staff that have come in. We know Martin Foyle worked with him at Motherwell. Will he now go back to St Mirren? We don't know. John McMahon obviously left, who right now I think would be perfect for us. Um, but we'll never know, really. We'll just have to sift but some maybes. Find into that vision, I suppose, Rob, isn't it, that, that we all bought into. And we, I think that's the one unanswered question, isn't it? It's just we don't know where the journey would have gone. Yeah, exactly. We started playing okay, I think. I think we could kind of tell he was a bit unhappy, obviously, with the training ground situation, moving training grounds and little things being unhappy with him and that. But why not wait until the end of the season like Derek did? Why not be a bit more respectful in that sense? Just finish your project, for the, even if it's just for the year and then leave in summer. Bradford were more than happy to let Derek do it. They just they agreed their season was going nowhere. I think there's talks of them doing it again now they've lost Derek. But it's just, yeah, it's one of those. James, obviously a great chance for Barry Roach now to, um, I, I suppose, show us what he can do. There's not many coaching members of staff left in the building, really. So big buzz uh, for now, for the next few days at least. You would have thought the club will probably make an external appointment, no, whether that's to the end of the season or, or, or a longer term one. Where would you like the club to go? Well, obviously, uh, Barry's got a, a, a tough task on his hands tonight. Um, probably the best, if not one of the best sides in League One um, tonight. So he's got a, a big task on his hands tonight. And obviously, the focus for him has got to be that game tonight. Um, and then get the players ready for, for another big game on Saturday against Ipswich. Um now, as for an, an appointment, I think it is important that we do get someone in. Um, but at this point in the season, I think that really it just needs to be someone um, on a contract till the end of the season and then review it in the summer. Because if someone came along and you know signed a, a two-year deal or whatever now and then didn't stay up, then we're probably going to be um, looking at appointing someone else in the summer. I think it needs to be someone that's experienced in in these sort of situations, um, you know, in relegation battles, etc. Um, you know, I just just before jumping on this call, um, I had a look just to see um, who who's been named in in the bookies right now, and obviously Derek is the favourite, and um, I think appointing him would. Uh, divide our fan base 
um, a bit because some people, you know, love him because he got us promoted. Some people aren't happy um, with the way in which he left us. But obviously, in, in my views, uh, nothing close to what Stephen Robinson has just done. Um, Steve Evans um, is second favourite from this website I just looked at. Um, that would that would not sit right with me at all. Steve Evans, he's uh, done a poor job with Gillingham this season before before he was sacked. I was actually at his last game. Um, I think we just need some experience in. And, um, you know, a name that comes to mind, he's probably like well out of Morecambe's budget, but Neil Warnock would would be great and I think it would it would be excellent publicity for the club but it is one of those things where we've we've got to be in the real world here and I don't think Neil Warnock's going to be turning up to Mazuma Stadium as as much as I would like that and I can see that Rob's laughing um realistically though I agree with Rob that John McMahon um would be great for the role um Obviously, he's, he's, he's never had a permanent first-team management position before. He was caretaker at Tranmere in the past, and he's managed Liverpool reserves. But if you think about it, John McMahon worked with most of these players for the first half of the season. Yeah. So, obviously, he, he left um, at Christmas. Um, don't know what's gone on there whether it was something between him and Stephen and Dermot or whether it was something else. Um, but I would love it if John McMahon was to come back um, because, you know, he knows the players. Now, Derek Adams would not know the players. Most of these players are Stephen's players because, you know, we only had, what, three players contracted when, when Stephen came in. So, yeah, for me, um, if we're being realistic, I think John McMahon would be great. Rob, do you agree? John McMahon, Derek Adams, Neil Warnock, somebody else? I mean, Neil Warnock would be some sight, wouldn't it? But um, I agree. Yeah, I agree with James, really. I think John McMahon would be um, just perfect, even if it's just till the end of the season. Him and Barry Roach, look at Barry. Um, someone who knows Morecambe, as he's been here for the best part of what, close to 15 years now knows the fans, knows what we expect on the pitch. And, you know, he's, it'll be gaining experience for him as well, to be fair. And But to be fair, I'd probably be on the side of, you know what, let's get Derek back. You know, he came in when we were in a relegation battle when Jim Bentley left. Like I say, give, let him back. You know, he, he left because he his, chan, his, his challenge was to get us into League One. He did that and he wanted a new challenge. And, you know, I've got no bad word to say against him really about that. Um, like James, probably a bit more, more miffed about Stephen Robinson leaving, but I'd say John McMahon, Derek Adams or Neil Warnock. Just staying with you, Rob, is it fair to say that Stephen Robinson has left us in a, in a better position than perhaps much of the fan base thought we may be in, in terms of our league placing and our chances of staying in the, in the division? at this point of the season? Yeah, well, we talk about luck. Now, a lot of the games this season, we've been very unlucky, but results in recent weeks have gone our way when they couldn't have done. If results don't go our way like they have done in the past few weeks, we could have already been dead and buried by now. Mm. One thing that I have said is that normally when a new manager comes in, it normally gives the players that little boost and the team can go on a three and four or five game run. That's what we need right now. If we can get that in, when a new manager comes in, that could keep us in a division or it could go the other way. It it's swings and roundabouts, really. Like I say, if, buts and maybes. Stephen Robinson has done a good job, really, in some aspects. He's done a good job in some aspects. You know, it could have been handled a lot better. But, yeah, that's how I see it. Opie, who comes in to take the reins then, in your opinion? I to your colleague there I, I, I feel like uh, John McMahon could be a very good appointment uh, I'm going to chuck another name in the ring um, his, his words again it's not going to be it's not going to be in Morgan's budget probably I've, I've heard Rob Keane I've heard sorry Roy Keane chucked about that, that'd be unreal it would be unreal to see but I doubt it's going to happen 
But John McMahon again is a fantastic, fantastic idea. Derek, I don't know. I feel like we've moved out of Derek's era now. We've moved into a new era of Morecambe. I feel like it might be a bit, a bit different from what he's seen before. And I feel like we've moved away sort of from Derek. And I'd like to move into a different direction again. So potentially, John McMahon probably is the best appointment there. Neil Warnock, I'd love that. That that'd be that'd be great. It's, it's a name that has been chucked around like for the past 12, 13 hours on the fans page. Realistic? Maybe not. Uh, guys, thank you so much for jumping on the call at very short notice. Really appreciate your time. My last question to all of you is quite simply, are we going to stay up? And can we use this, or more to the point, can the squad use this now to say, do you know what? The gaffer who's managed us all season quite possibly didn't think we had what it takes to stay in League One. We're going to do everything we can to try and prove him wrong now. So, James, I'll come to you first. Are we staying up this season and, and, and how and why? So you look at the table and um, with the way results have been, uh, with the fact that AFC Wimbledon lost again to um, Bolton at the weekend, um, obviously there's a few teams around us with, with games in hand, etc. But um, you, you often see with clubs when a manager goes and then a new manager comes in, that there is sort of this honeymoon period. And I think that at this point, um, if the players are not motivated by this, then they shouldn't be there. Um, I think, having watched most of the games since, um, since the turn of the year, since 2022, they're playing well. Um, you know, they've, they've shown lots of good promising signs. Um, you know, there's there's one or two silly goals that they conceded that need sort of brushing up. Um, but I genuinely believe that we can stay up. And one thing um, that they said on Radio Lancashire last night, and then I spoke to Ben Sabler about a, a, an event at the Mazuma last night, is that out of the four teams in the relegation zone in League One, we're probably the only club where the whole fan base is behind the team and behind, well, who, whoever's in charge now, Barry Roach at, at the moment. So we're all behind them. The belief is certainly there. We're given a very good shot at it. And yeah, we can, we can definitely stay up. Rob, do you agree? Can, can we stay up? Can the players turn this issue into a positive? 100%, yeah. I think we've seen miracles happen before. Um, we speak about Leicester before they went on and won the league. They stayed up miraculously. So it's all about who we get in, how the players see it, if it's right for the club, if it's right for the fans. We don't know who obviously we're going to get in. We could obviously get someone that, you know, like Steve Evans, you know, someone who's just not going to be right for the fans. But as... The board of directors said when Stephen Robinson came in, they appointed Derek, it went well. They appointed Stephen, it went well. Ish. But I think whoever they get will will do okay. And as long as we stay up, that's the only aim that we have. And we'll what, two points off safety? I think that'll do. Hopey, are we staying up this season? I think we I think we will. I think we can pull I think we can pull it out of the hat. If we look at the teams around us, I think we've got a good chance because I've heard apparently that Fleetwood may be having some other issues outside of uh, football. We've, apparently, we've got some sort of cash flow issue going on there. So, potentially, that could assist us because they might start struggling. They've gone through managers like tap water. So, who knows what's going to happen with them? They're just... just to put in a phrase, we're a bit wishy-washy at the minute. It's just if game in, game out for them. It could it could go either way. Could go draw, loss, win. They're very unpredictable of Fleetwood at the minute. They keep going swings and roundabouts. Same with Gillingham. Same thing there. Wimbledon, I think, have a good chance of staying staying in the league. Crew and Doncaster, Doncaster especially. <laughs> we've done some. Cr- we've had some cracking results recently of Doncaster. I'll be honest. 
they've somehow managed to pull some games out of the bag, which no one, no one would have bet on them winning. Mm. But I can see, I can see a couple of results coming our way, and I'm hoping tonight that Barry gets on the phone to his old mate Kev. We could have a, we could have a managerial reunion there, <laughs> as we did when Jimbo went. Either that, or we're going to get Les Jewers on the touchline, which again, I'll be happy with. <laughs> gents thank you so much for your time at very short notice really appreciate it keep the faith let's trust the board to make the right appointment and we are going to be a League One football club next season I am sure of it whatever happens in the coming weeks gents thanks so much for coming on you're very welcome it's been a pleasure massive thanks to Rob and to James and to Hopi for their thoughts three massive Morecambe fans and, of course, some interesting views. I'm not quite sure if Roy Keane would be interested in managing Morecambe Football Club. You never know. Of course, I'm sure in the coming days, the board are going to come up with a solution, whichever way they decide to go, uh, to uh, see us through till at least the end of the season. I wonder who it's going to be. I have no inside information whatsoever. I've had loads of people ask me, who's the next manager of Morecambe going to be? I, I just don't know. It could be, of course, if you are listening to this towards the end of the week, we may already have appointed somebody. So, uh, fingers crossed, whoever's in charge on Saturday is uh, going to be uh, revving the team up, just like Barry Roach did uh, against Rotherham United uh, last Tuesday. And uh, talking of Saturday, Ipswich Town, the visitors to Lancashire. It's going to be, hopefully, another fantastic atmosphere inside the stadium because that is going to be equally as important as well. Players need to do their bit. Us as fans also need to do our bit as well, certainly with our five remaining home games. We need to make them cup final atmospheres, don't we? And hopefully get the points we need to secure our League One status. It's going to be an interesting game again on Saturday. Ahead of the match, I've been talking to Martin, who's the presenter of Talking Town, an Ipswich Town fans podcast and the ideal man to get the full lowdown on the Tractor Boys ahead of their trip to the Mazuma this coming Saturday. So, Martin, thanks very much for coming on. We really appreciate your time. Before we uh, discuss matters on and off the field, because it's been a, it's been a bit of a couple of days for us, to say the least, mm. let's have the, uh, the sales pitch firstly. Talking Town podcast, tell us all about it. Talking Town is a, a fan platform for, for fans of Ipswich Town Football Club. It, it's handing them the opportunity to to drive the narrative, to have their say. Yeah, we very much are, are all about it. You know, your voice, your platform, and have your say in your own words, unfiltered. Uh, and you know, being that sort of independent free media, we, we're able to, to do that. Grown through uh, the pandemic, obviously, because no one can go to games, so we had to try and find other ways to come together. Uh, and really just, yeah, a fun, laid-back, banter FC which uh, well, was our club for a long time but luckily that's, that's that appears to have just been us now and being fans driven Martin uh, that, that's what makes a difference in podcasts like this isn't it, it, it it's a proper unfiltered the word you use isn't it and, and, and that's right it, there's no corporateness to it if in that respect it you say it like it is if things are going well hurrah if things are not going so well you're going to say so 110%. Yeah, we very much believe in, in that unfilteredness. So, you know, when th- as you say, when things are going well, as we we did a show last night, very, you know, I'm always singing. That shows how good things are going at the moment. But when things aren't going so well, and we've had those times, particularly through the, the pandemic with the football club weren't doing so great. You know, we're, we're, we're yet to see a League One some, uh, playoff, which for a club of our size at this level is just ridiculous. But we've been through there and the fans have had their say on that, as you can imagine. And it's not sometimes been pretty, but it's it's their chance to have their say. There are some massive clubs in League One, Martin, aren't there? Yourselves being one of them. Mm. We were, I suppose, privileged would be the word, really, to be at Portman Road on well, way back on the 7th of August. It seemed an absolute yeah. eternity ago. Another year ago, Maybe yeah. Ages ago. Fans. It was an, an, an absolute dream. Well, it was for you. Yeah, wasn't necessarily for us. So, you know, the start of the new era, as it was, because the American consortium had taken over and uh, 19 new signings. Uh, it was the start of of us on our on our way back, if you like. But we got pegged back. Um, in fact, I think we pegged you back actually. Um, twice. Yeah, twice. <laughs> Makes it even worse because um, you know that 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 left we we left with a lot of uh, enthusiasm and optimism that day. But looking back, it, the warning signs were. We're very much there early, early on. Um, it's a lot, isn't it? 19, I mean, we also signed 19 players in the summer, so it was two completely unknown quantities wow, I didn't know that. F- from a squad point of view. I think we went to you 
on the first day of the season, no expectations, happy just to have a nice day out to start the League One campaign. We knew it was going to be tough, nothing expected from the game. And then we end up taking the lead twice and, and arguably should have won the game if it wasn't for a couple of moments of quality from yourselves to get yourselves back in it. I, I agree. I agree. My, from my memory of that day, and, and as you say, it, it seems like another season ago, let alone uh, at the start of this one, you were a, a good team. The, 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 new, you know, the new team that were playing with freedom, whereas we were the team still looking uh, with the expectation of, you know, all those fans, we were saying, you know, we win the league, etc., etc. You were by far the better that day. Yeah, I'm surprised to hear you had 19 new signings as well. Just showed to show, wasn't all about gelling. <laughs> Lots has happened in the in in the months since August. Of course, we we both have new managers now. For a start, we'll come on to that in a yeah. second. But uh, in terms of how the season's gone for you, Martin, not a great start. Of course, it wasn't. You've gradually improved as the season's gone by. I suppose overall, though, as we enter towards the end of February now business end of the season you aren't anywhere near where your pre-season expectations would have been absolutely not no uh I, I think a lot of fans had a lot of expectation in terms of the top two particularly with the way the signings were coming in yeah we, we were truly thinking we're signing some trem- i mean sam morsey from the championship for example shows that the quality of player we were bringing in so yeah we're we're a million miles away from those uh, pre-season expectations. I don't think we've yet to even be inside the top six all season, which again is just shows the level of expectation hasn't been met yet. We have turned a corner though. McKenna is at the wheel. Is it fair to say that Paul Cook wasn't given enough time to gel the squad together and, and would he have turned it around with more time? No. Uh, I, if 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 you want somebody to sort of defend Cook, I'm the wrong person for that. I I would have had him uh, sacked a bit a, a lot earlier actually than than the owners acted. I felt tactically we were naive, we were very rigid in the four two three one. That was it, and Plan B was to do Plan A better. So when it wasn't working, it wasn't going to work any in any direction. He really, for me. Took a squad and, and under uh, underachieved with it. Hugely underachieved. Given your signings and, and it was almost some of your signings in the summer, Martin, were, were like say Sam Moore's in another place yeah. from championship level, jaw dropping signings at this level. Absolutely. And 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 I think you're in in the same boat as a number of clubs. Wigan, of course, being one, and and I suppose other clubs towards the top of the table as well, signing all these fantastic players. And we came into the division from lead two and thought, well, we, there's absolutely no way we're going to compete here. But uh, I suppose when you've got designs to be a championship club or, or better, those are the kind of signings you've got to go for and, and you've got to hope it works out, I suppose. Absolutely. And don't, you know, as fans, we were also in a bit of uh, a bit stunned to be truth. Yeah, we've gone through years of. Uh, cutting our cloth, the budget being as small as it as it, as it as it was in the championship, you know, players like Aaron Drinnen, who are young players coming through, having to be forced into the to starting lineup maybe before they were ready. So it was it was just as stunning for us as fans to see the Stan Morsey uh, player from the championship arrive on the final day. You know, your you, you, your high prospect players like Raheem Harper, who's now on loan at Crew, Carl Edwards, who's now out for the season, um, Macaulay Bond returning back to his boyhood club. So we were just as stunned um, and maybe got a little bit away of ourselves. His third season in League One now, Martin, it's almost probably going to be four, isn't it? I suppose you've got to be careful that you don't... (laughs) Well, you never know, of course. It's one of those, isn't it? But I suppose you've got to be careful that you don't slip into the the Sunderland syndrome almost of you're too big for the division, but you can't get promoted out of it. Yeah. Very much stunned under a blueprint for, for, for in terms of not, how not to do a lot of things. Uh, we don't, but equally, you don't want to fall into the uh, to the Portsmouth category. I don't think we now will with the ownership and the investment at the football club, but certainly in the previous regimes, Portsmouth, who are now mid table, they equally are a big side at this level with with some history. They are struggling also to get out of out of, out of League One. It's a real it's a real battle. I don't think I think teams like Rotherham. They make it look really easy. They come down, they go back. They come down, they go back. But they keep coming back. That's that's their issue. Whereas 
you know, they're the anonymous, the anonymously uh, in this one. It's not as easy as they make it look in getting back to the championship. And a young, I suppose, one of the new breed of dynamic up and coming mm. coaches at the helm now. And I suppose chalk and cheese between a Paul Cook side and a, a Kieran McKenna side. Yes. Uh, Kieran McKenna, I think he's only four years older than me, which I don't know if that makes him really young or makes me feel really old. It's one of those, you know, when policemen start getting younger than yourself. Um, but he's playing some really good football with turn to corner. Uh, and the intriguing thing is, unlike traditional managers like, like Paul Cook, as you said, who have this way of playing week in, week out, you try and stop us from, from doing what we do. Every game is different for McKenna. He will approach tonight's game against Cheltenham Differently to how he approached Saturday's game against Burton, and he'll approach Morecambe next Saturday. Different to how he approaches Cheltenham. Every game he has analysts looking at it, and we go to your weaknesses and see if you can adapt to to stop what we know you can't stop. That kind of leads me on to my next question. There, I suppose, then, Martin, give us a flavour, if you will, of everything we need to know on the field, personnel, formations, wants to watch. What do we need to know? Well, in an interview recently, he said uh, about this was about next year. But he said, "You know, we I expect to dominate most, if not all, games." And what we've come to expect from 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 Kieran McKenna, uh, while we can't tell you what his eleven will be, because that very much is it, it changes week to week. As I say, it goes against your position. What we can tell you is the core principles of his system are set in place. It's ball retention and it's using the ball, not just using it to stat pad like some manager we've had previously have done where you you know, you come off the pitch with 80% possession, but you haven't scored a goal or have a shot on target. It's keeping the ball, using the ball, making the ball work and, and finding the opening. So we are going to dominate, I expect, the ball. And I expect us also to use that as well. Our key players, well, Caden Jackson's come out of nowhere to score... Uh, and, and be a sensation on Saturday. Whether he does it tonight remains to be seen. Sam Morsi, championship player at Lee Evans. Everyone's suddenly coming back into form. It's McKenna. It anything McKenna touches turns to gold at the moment. It, it, honestly, as a podcast that's covered the, the team for a number of years, as a fan of 30-odd years, it's really strange to have a manager that touch, everything he touches literally is coming off at the moment. Everything. Rare. It is, isn't it? It is. I'm, I'm, I don't know what to say about it. I'm confused. Now, of course, we are in uh, significant turmoil at the moment, whether we get somebody in uh, to replace Stephen Robinson before the weekend, I suppose, remains to be seen. We, we, we're speaking now on Tuesday lunchtime uh, before Morecambe's game uh, away at Rotherham, uh, top of the table. No pressure there, of course, after your manager's left, anything like that. But we'll see how that one goes. Um from your point of view, though, Martin, does the fact that, uh, that that we have recently lost our manager, does that make it any easier or are our squads going to be revitalised and, and, and rejuvenated and, and get that bounce, perhaps? It's an intriguing one, actually. In one way, you, you should think it, hey, you know, it should really play into our hands. You're going to be maybe a club in a little bit of disarray, not quite sure, you know, in a, in a state of change. But in another way, all the analytics that you've built up on, on Morecambe so far, they could be absolutely redundant because the new chap at the helm may want to play a completely different way, have different personnel in mind, blah, blah, blah. So what McKenna's really built himself up to be analytical driven, that may just be absolutely redundant now. Mm. You know, it, so tonight would be really telling because if, if the chap who's in charge tonight is in charge Saturday, we may have to just simply go off what Rotherham present which obviously Rotherham are, are a rare case of being a really good team in League One yeah unfortunately yeah. Uh, yes our goalkeeping coach Barry Roach who's uh, taking the helm uh, tonight hopefully when people are listening to this back on the podcast we will have pulled off a shot result away against the top of the table opposition we'll, we'll, we'll see how that one goes we'd and love you to we wish everybody all the best well, I, you, I suppose if you're in the chasing pack that's exactly what you want us to do isn't it yeah and, and it will sharpen the mind because you go to you, you go to somewhere knowing they've just beaten something you know, like so. Burton uh, obviously beat Bolton quite convincingly last Tuesday. I think that's sharpened the mind for us because you know that what they can do, the qualities they've got. So, in a way, a good result for yourselves tonight helps in that in the league table pack, but also sharpens the mind and makes you aware these have got a bit about them. They might be fourth from bottom, but they've still got a bit of bit of quality. Obviously, Cole Stockton being one. Tremendous. I don't know how he's leading the goal scoring charts. He must be a penalty taker, right? Tell me he is. No, he's not. 
Good grief. He's only got one penalty from Good the 21 grief. goals he scored. He's, he scored one penalty and missed one, actually. Uh, so 20 of his 21 goals have been uh, from, from open play. He's just That's having amazing. one of those seasons that I think all strikers have golden patches, don't they? But he's added so much more in terms of extra dimensions to his game. It's not just about the goals. It's about assists, hold up play in the final third, making the ball stick up top. And he's, he's just come on so much. And, and probably our best bit of business in the January transfer window was keeping him in the building. Him. Um, yeah. I believe the club had a, a very realistic asking price for him. He wasn't actively being flaunted for sale, of course, but any offers that came in were obviously well below what we wanted um, what wanted, and what we valued him at. And, and a little bit of surprise there, if, if the yeah. figure is to be believed, it, it, it would have been a bargain for somebody, but nobody's taken that leap. We are very happy about that. I suppose from your point of view, if you're playing against the team wherever they are in the table and they've got a 21-goal scorer, you're going to be a bit worried. That's so rare. That's 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 the, that's the intriguing part that you mm. you don't normally find the bottom four side, bottom six side, with a striker who's that prolific. Because normally the, the issue with bottom sides is they can't score goals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's it's inc- so you know when I jokingly said he must be a penalty taker, it was a little bit of a joke, but also. It's, an, it's such a huge anomaly that you're like, how is that going on? <laughs> you know, part of us, Martin, thinks, well, you take his goals out of the team and we we would probably long since be dead and buried. Another part of me thinks, well, if he wasn't in the team, would have the players have stepped up and scored the goals? I suppose we all never know the answer to that question. One thing is for sure is that he's integral to our the way we play from an attacking point of view our 4-3-3 how we'll go in the next couple of games and, and rest of the season new manager might have a different idea but all season we have been 4-3-3 occasional three at the back but mostly 4-3-3 central striker two out and out wingers anchor midfielder two further forward and a flat back four so hopefully that's going to be playing as dividends going forward uh, if you pardon the pun um, and, and I think we, we play teams like yourselves and with, with no fear we've just got to the predicament that we're in, we've got to go for it, I suppose. Absolutely. That obviously can leave space in behind, which is where you can find the opportunities to score as many as maybe Cole has scored. Interestingly enough, we've gone, obviously, pre-Tuesday night game against Cheltenham. So far, I think it's seven hours without conceding the goal. So, you know, it's a real sort of storyline sky we'd love to get hold of. Seven hours without conceding the goal, 20 goals in League One, possibly more after tonight, who knows? Something's got to give you the thought. It's a nailed on nil nil draw now, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah, which doesn't help either. We've had such a topsy turvy season now. I mean, we've we we lost to Crew. We were three nil down against Doncaster, and then somehow came back to win four three in the second half. (laughs) Wow! And we've we struggled against teams at the bottom, and then we beat Wickham Wanderers when they're top of the table, and we pull off other shock results. Beat Sheffield Wednesday at home, and 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 you think, well, do you know what? On our day, we can more than match any team in the division we've got a really hard running I think you Rotherham tonight and then Ipswich is the first two games of a really hard running most of the teams are in the top 10 or 11 clubs at the moment in the table who we've still got to play so we've got to we've got to go some but we know we can do it absolutely well it can work both ways you know you're you're fighting for your lives and we're fighting to get out of the division something got to give but it can go both ways you know you as a team you think oh no that that fixture list is daunting and then you surprise many and you go wow that actually we came through that better than we did against Doncaster and co <laughs> it, it's it's been, I've never known a league one or, or any division quite like it really in terms of I know it's a cliche that anybody can beat anybody on their day and, and I suppose it is true to an extent but this season more than ever the results bottom clubs shocking top sides left right and centre I've, I've, I've never known anything like it no no it's an absolute bonkers league it's one of the last I mean, I, I can't truly say that with all conviction because I've not experienced the other leagues in, in, in the pyramid, but it's one, of the, it's one of the last, well, one of the first after the first two being the championship in the Premier League where money really hasn't yet touched it, you feel. And it's yeah. literally such a competitive league based on tactics, selection, everything that some would say football used to be before uh, money involved. But, you know, yeah, it, it's a bonkers league. Absolutely bonkers. Martin, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate your uh, expertise uh, from a Tractor Boys 
point of view. Just a, a final couple of questions, uh, if I may. And uh, the, the first one is the obvious one. Uh, where do you see yourselves finishing this season? Is it a project build for, for next year or, or can you sneak into that top six? It's very tight. It's incredibly tight. If you asked me this a month ago, I'd have said top six, you'd have been you know, off, off, off with the birds thinking we're going to get in the top six. Now, four points away from Wickham. Wickham in free fall, Sunderland in free fall. Plymouth with a, a run-in which looks incredibly difficult on paper. We've got a run-in on paper that looks, you know, favourable, he says, before they probably go and lose the next three. Um, I, why not? Why not a top six finish? And if we do make the top six, we wouldn't bet, bet against us. We'd be the form team for sure. But, you know, we, 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 we just don't know as fans. We're so excited to see where it goes. That's the, that's the, that's the most important thing. I suppose that's it's, it's that optimism, isn't it? Of It kills you. It does. It is the hope that kills you. Absolutely. We've had a whole season of that, to be honest with you. But it's very. there's a lot of good teams towards the top end of League One, and there are going to be some big clubs who not only don't get promoted, but won't even get in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, like Portsmouth. I surprised myself last night looking at the league table. Portsmouth are below us mid-table. They're, they're not going to make it. You know, that's a surprise because they've been a consistently good side at this level, we've got Lincoln down the bottom, who were last year's, I think it was last year now, semi-finalists in the playoff. Um, you only struck all the years, thanks to the pandemic. But uh, you've got some good sides. And then you've got inside the top six, apart from the top two, you've got Sunderland's, your, your Wickham's, your Oxford's, who have been a playoff sort of regular since we mm-hmm. joined the division. So someone's going to not make it, and you've just got to hope it's not us. Charlton, of course, down the bottom six now, again, who knows what's going on down there in terms of their form? It's just, wow, bonkers. Martin, thanks for coming on. Uh, let's have a prediction then. Nail your colours to the mast, I suppose, on Saturday. Uh, You're going to go for an away win. Well, I'm going to have to. Yeah, I think Cole Stockton will score, so I'll go 3-1. I'll, I'll take 3-1 the other way, but I, I think it's going to be... I think there'll definitely be goals. Both teams to score, definitely. And uh, hopefully we can pull off uh, one of... Um, many good results that we're going to need uh, to stay up this season. Uh, Martin, thanks very much. Uh, Give us the sales pitch one more time. Talking Town, where can we find it? You can find us on YouTube uh, if you just search Talking Town or obviously on, on all good pap- uh, podcast platforms as well. Get my words out. Uh, or search Home Dressing Room, which is the official name of the YouTube channel. But uh, yeah, just a fan platform, laid back conversation like this. I don't like XG, so don't expect extra. No, don't come expecting that type of chat, but do come for the banter and stay for us thinking we're going to get in the playoffs, which is not going to work. <laughs> and just last night, you spoke to uh, to Tom Collins, our very own Shrimps Online. I'm sure he gave you a, a fascinating insight as well. We did, yeah. We, we, we do have a, guy, a guy called An Away Day Guide, um, and Amy spoke to Tom and managed to get Tom to come on, and he gave us fascinating stuff about the football club. Obviously, he'd just heard that the manager was potentially at that point on the way to I think it's St Mirren from memory and he was in shock as I'm sure many of you, many of the, the Morecambe fans are today yeah. with it now confirmed he's gone um, I'm in shock you know because league table just alone you look like a side that's very much in the fight we are uh, that, that, that's that's what surprised so many fans and, and journalists alike is we're not dead and buried we are we have right. and it's not just a pie in the sky sporting chance it's very much in our hands. It's only a point with 14 games to go and, and we're in form, despite the fact the results might say differently. So, And a board that evidently wants to, to do things because I know many boards up and down the country would have gone down in asking price if clubs were, were, were not quite sure about a striker who scored that many goals. But so to, to say this is the asking price, we're sticking to it. Yeah, That shows to me the board quite clearly. They want to be here. They want to go places. Even more of a surprise. Well, fingers crossed they can make the right appointment for the third time in a row. It's going to be our third manager, permanent manager in three years. So uh, we need to get it right. Martin, thanks so much again. Uh, Good luck for the rest of the season. And Um, after Saturday, of course, I hope you sneak into the top six. (laughs) And to yourself, uh, just outside the bottom four. Cheers, Martin. All the best. Thank you.
Thanks so much to Martin from Talking Town, Ipswich Town Fans Podcast for a fantastic insight into all things Ipswich ahead of the Tractor Boys trip to the Mazuma. This coming Saturday, another vital game in League One for Muckham Football Club. And of course, Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio will be there to bring you all of the action live. Full match commentary, team news, build-up, myself, Dave Salmon and Matt Smith from the Shrimps Media team will be on your radios on FM and DAB+. And also, of course, via iFollow. Uh, we are live from 2.45. Do not be late. Really looking forward to this one. And again, Morecambe fans, thank you so much for downloading and sharing and listening to this episode of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. Have a fantastic week and we'll speak to you next time. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.